Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. guys. It's Kristen Henke. I have a really, really special guest with me today. In fact, uh, he is the first man to grace the, I wish you could see my fingers uh, as I put air quotes around studio of Nothing Confidential, the podcast. It's a beautiful studio. My husband, Mike Henke is here, y'all. Hi, everyone. Uh, We are doing an extra special episode of hashtag asking for a friend. Uh, Due to the question that came in, I thought that there could not really be a more appropriate person to bring on than my own husband to talk about the topic that we are addressing today. How are you doing? I'm good. Great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. You sure? Yeah. It is to give give concept of space and time. Podcasts, uh, like pre-recording always messes with me because there's like a space-time continuum thing that's going on because this will come out you know, mm. later down the road, but like at this very moment, it's a Sunday morning. Yeah. We're having coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm still pregnant. <laughs> still pregnant. Hopefully yeah. by the time, Almost. by Almost. the time this comes out, I will not be pregnant. I can say that with certainty because this is scheduled to release at the end of February. So one oh way gosh. or another, I yeah. will not have a baby in here. We will have a baby out in the real world. By she will. Point. She will be here by then. So, yeah, I like to give context to people so that when they listen, like it'll be a little after the fact, but it's totally okay. Yeah. Cool. So that, yeah, that's why I'm not like magical. It's because I'm really waiting for this baby. She's doing a great job with pregnancy, guys. So. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate All right. So the question, this is a common question. It's a really commonly asked question. And I could have had any of my girlfriends on to talk about their own experiences with this topic. But since we have spent so much time together (laughs) in in an intimate capacity, I thought that it would um, be helpful for listeners to be able to hear kind of your side of things as well, because it takes two to tango always. And they get a lot of my perspective and my side. And uh, I apologize for everyone out there in the world that has to (laughs) hear Kristen's perspective all the time. Oh my God. Just kidding. So I think it's great um, for you to be here to defend yourself and be able to <laughs> to give feedback on on my thoughts. All right. um, so the question that came in, you guys, was around sexual ruts in the relationship. Um, our question asked her, asker said it this way. She said, "Do you have any suggestions to get out of a rut? I know they can happen, but they can be challenging, and I'm not very horny anymore." Dot dot dot. So. Um, I left that last part on there just because horniness is, um, 
there are a lot of things that can contribute to horniness. And so I figured that we would probably address like multiple things that have impacted our levels of horniness over the years as we've kind of worked through our own sexual, um, I was, I don't want to say rut again. I was trying to think of something else to say. Path. Path. Path Path of life. (laughs) Sexual path. (laughs) Our deviance from Mm. our regular um, sexual fire or whatever. You know, I'm just trying to give them as many descriptive words as possible. It's like a radio show. They can't see us. So we have to like entertain them with our vocabulary. We got to wow them with our big words. Yeah. Except for that's hard when you have pregnancy brain because you just are constantly like reaching and coming up empty. So. I just don't have a very big vocabulary, so. Oh my God, that's not true. That's not even true a little bit. I, we wouldn't be together if you're stupid. Just put in perspective, Kristen's the wordsmith and I'm the mathematician. Oh, and thank God for that. Our kid is, thankfully, she will have someone to support her on both sides of the homework aisle because I cannot do math. Like just, I just plain can't do it. Um, but words, most of the time, uh, we, we can handle, we can handle. I just make words up. He does. Well, he, you make up entire like sayings and you take very well-known sayings and put your own spin on them. And <laughs> I don't think I do this, but I guess I do. My friends have a list and my wife now keeps a list as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no denying this. Like he says, I don't think I do this, but at the same time, there are at least three people in the world, myself included, who keep a running like document on our phones and we quote him directly when he says these things. So there's like a, a mounting pile of evidence that you do this. So denial is only going to get you so far. <laughs> first step, right? Yeah. All right. Acceptance is the first step, which you haven't gotten to <laughs> based on what you just said. <laughs> we digress. We do. Okay. Yeah. Mike will be really good at keeping me on track. This is how all of my, <laughs> all of the episodes go. Mike will be like, listen, let's get down to what we're talking about. Yeah, let's get back on task. All right. Sexual ruts. Um, let's talk about a time when we're going to save this one because this is the biggest one and it, it's current right now, but let's talk about a time in the past when we found ourselves in a sexual rut. Um, do you have any in, in, in your mind? I, I always have things prepared, but like, do you, can you think of a time um, in the past couple of years when we've gone through a rut? And if so, what was that time? Do you remember it specifically? Yeah, I don't think I remember any time specifically in my mind, but um, usually the times that I remember are, um, you know, high stress environments for me usually bring down my sex drive. So when I have large tasks at work to complete or um, stressful job or, you know, other life events coming at me, um, that usually affects my sexual drive, which then in return, you know, you get the, the blunt of that, me. the impact yeah. of that, <laughs> unfortunately. So from, from my perspective, I don't remember like exact dates, right? Yeah. But, I definitely remember times where I was not as sexually um, active or, you know, had the drive. I didn't want it as much. Yeah, I didn't want it as much. Um, Usually, you know, because some sort of stress. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I think that a lot of people listening um, are still working under the assumption that guys just have a higher sex drive than girls and that they want it all the time. And that like, it's very common. It's a common misconception that like, girls are the ones that get in their head and like, it's so mental for them. It's so hard for them to like stay, you know, in the moment with sex and guys are like not really impacted by stuff. And that's not true. I don't know. Maybe I'm an an oddball out, but I don't think so. I don't think you are. I I think I, uh, I think I have a a really good sex drive, but at times 
there's just things that impact you, right? Yeah. So I think it's I think it's normal, and I think more people should talk about it. Where um, we're we're in a walk of life right now where that's happening, right? Where I'm, you know, when you work 12, 13, 14 hours a day, yeah, um, you're exhausted. Now I don't work physical labor, but no, it's, but mentally. it's mentally exhausting. So um, I think you know that needs to be talked about more. It's yeah. it's okay to have that happen. Now you have to work through it. And right. It's not acceptable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't just leave but it that way. Can't just leave it that way. But it, it happens. And yeah. I think it's, you know, you know, people need to talk about it. So in, in your honest opinion, out of the two of us, who would you say has the higher sex drive? Um, honestly, yeah. I would have to probably say you. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I, oh, I would. Yeah. I was just wondering if you felt yeah. the same way. <laughs> now, I think it goes up and down, mm -hmm. right? I think there's times where I do and then there's times where you do. Yeah. But if I was going to say I was going to compute like all line of, up our baselines on like an, an analysis. All of the time together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say, you know, you're, you would probably come out slightly ahead. Yeah. And that's not, again, like this is something that I feel like needs to be talked about because there aren't any rules around who has the biggest sex drive. Like there are misconceptions and there are um, cliches, but they're not accurate. And then so yeah. people, I think if you find yourself in a relationship where you, um, you know, as the partner, like you're the one who wants sex more, like that doesn't mean that your partner doesn't want sex. And like, you don't have by any means, by any stretch, have a low sex drive. It's no. just not as aggressive as mine on yeah. like any given day. Yeah. And I'm always like, once we get into oh, it, I'm always like, all right, now yeah. we're in it. Let's, Let's go. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's sometimes just getting, it's yeah. working through the exhaustion of the day, getting to that point. Yeah. Whereas so. I feel like I can manifest mine like out of thin air i can like make myself super horny and be like let's go and you're <laughs> and you're more yeah, like true. it's like it's always been a little bit of a waiting game for you where like i could probably do that every day or every other day whereas for you in the past it's definitely been you've literally told me before you're like give me the chance to like miss you like yeah three days like if i withhold for like a couple of yeah, days then maybe, you like really want maybe it maybe we should start there where yeah I guess, we probably should I, mean, <laughs> we, I don't know if we have more sex than the average couple but i think we we have a decent amount right now yeah. let's well, take the last nine months out. yeah we'll but, we'll get into that yeah. in a second um, <laughs> pregnancy is definitely so fun. you know there's times where i'm just like you know i just i just want to have a couple days where like build, it builds raw. up you know it just builds up a little <laughs> bit right sensation is a little better when when you don't have sex for, for yeah days. you've literally told me that you, you're like i'm chafed like i need a break for like a second that was in the early days that was yeah. the early days we we're having a bunch of sex yeah, then that was in the early days but yeah. that and that's normal it's like we were it was early in the relationship we were doing it like rabbits like that's yeah that's everybody goes through that yeah. i think for the most part yeah. um and trust me i've had conversations with people when we talk about our sex drive i, I think mm -hmm. between you and me it's it's not as common as most couples out there in the world what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the world is really, <laughs> it's really, I think there are probably a lot of couples who have a lot of sex, but at the same time, like this isn't even about, and I want to, I want people to be really careful not to listen to this episode and feel the need to like compare your own sex life. True. Like if you're not having yes. a ton of sex, like that doesn't mean that you're not normal at all. Like it's, everybody has different things that factor into, you know, their sexual drive. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with kids and hormones and where you are in life and jobs and stress levels and all of these things. Like yeah. there's a couple things like coming down the tracks, like right towards us, like heading at us full steam. We have not experienced yet. Nope. So it's like it's all those people who have three kids and are like laughing at us and they're like, y'all yeah. are adorable. Look at all that <laughs> sex you have. Just yeah. wait. Like just she's wait. almost out. Yep. Wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not sleeping. Yeah. So, but for us, you know, all I can do it and that's all I do on, on this show is I share my experience and then yes. I invite other people on to share their experience because all the experiences are valid. I want to open and create a really broad range because there's such a large range of what is quote unquote normal yeah. and just like make people feel okay wherever they are, as long as they are happy and they feel satisfied and they feel grounded like in their relationship. Yeah. Um, now what I always bring up is that if somebody is wanting more or feeling like, you know, like they're not satisfied with what's going on, that's when we kind of open the inquiry and we like follow it down and try to figure out like how to, how to get to that place where yeah. they feel good. But as long as they're happy, yeah, um, both partners are happy, then everything is good and good in the hood. So, you know, when we go back to me, you know, how, how do we fix it? It yeah. usually comes in waves where I eventually just realize it. You know, it's usually probably after a couple of weeks or a month or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, something's Do you done. realize it or do I harass you about you it? You harass me sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's a combination of both, to be honest here. You know, but sometimes I realize that sometimes you're just like, hey, you know, <laughs> listen, scrap together, let's go. Um, it comes in either, either or scenario. Um, but I think the, the thing from the male perspective is, you, you know, you got to realize what's causing it mm -hmm. and then, you know, address it from there. So yeah, maybe it's, you know, take a vacation for me or mm -hmm. step back and take some early days and, you know, kind of get my head out of, out of work in that space and bring it back more into home and loving space. Yeah. Well, and that's something that again, like women more prioritize like culturally it's become like very cool for women to prioritize like self-care but like everybody needs self-care mm -hmm. like to prioritize time for yourself um time with your friends time even away from me and away from work oh, yeah. and you know so that you can pour into yourself and reconnect with mike and you know there's a reason why after you go out with friends for like a night after a couple weeks and you have like, you know, one to three drinks and you come home and your alter ego shows up in the bedroom. It's because you yeah. reconnected to like that guy. Yeah. That's really important too. I yeah. Mean, um, we call him Brad. Spending, <laughs> Brad comes out. Spending, you know, a lot of time with your significant other mm -hmm. um, is healthy, but also unhealthy. Right. I think in a certain way it's, you have to go out and do your own things, have your own activities, um, hobbies, whatever it may be. You know, mine's hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Um, get away. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I always clears my mind. I always come home. And yeah. I miss you. It's just like connecting I with some sweet, sweet loving. Yeah. Connect with your identity yeah. out, outside of like marriage and outside yeah. of a household and responsibilities and fatherhood that's about to happen and like yeah. all of that. Um, and I, and I'm the same way now I do that usually in a, in a different way. I am, Mike is like a true extrovert mm -hmm. in the way that he gathers power and energy from being with people and like once he is out is really hard to like get him back in <laughs> you just you like get stronger like you're around people and you could just go and go and go i don't see it but oh, that's, she, that's she ridiculous. says that's yeah you, it's, it's totally true whereas it drains me to be with people after a while and i need to be alone to recharge and so that's why i mean at first that was actually something that was a little bit of caused a little friction between us was after, like when we first met, we were younger, we were both kind of partying and hanging out. We spent a lot of time out together, you know, with friends and drinking and being out late and just having a good time. And then I hit like 25 and was like, I'm super done with this. And I want to be home and read books and hang out and go to bed when I want to. And you want to be out 
and you, you know, for a while it kind of upset you that I didn't really want to go out with you as much. And I was like, I mean, we just had to have multiple conversations about what I needed versus what you needed. And we functioned better as a couple and we came back together better if I could get that time alone and Mm -hmm. you could get that social time that you needed without us having to like, um, do the same thing Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, but then we also acknowledged, and this was a point that you brought up, which was like, which is fair. I'm basically extremely selfish. Mike is, uh, less selfish. He's more team oriented. And so he often has to, um, bring in the perspective and be like, yeah, so I appreciate that you feel that way. However, I'm still here. So like, these are things that I would appreciate if you considered. And I'm like, oh yeah, shit, (laughs) we should, we should talk about that. And that was that he's like, because I love you, like, I appreciate that you like to be alone and that you like to um, be in control of how your time is spent. But I also would like you to be out with me mm-hmm. in a social setting sometimes. Yeah. And so we agreed that there was, you know, like once a month or something like that, that I would go out with him. So that I would make her go time. out and have a knockout yeah. drag out night. Right. <laughs> Meaning we'd stay out till midnight. Come we'd on. stay out late. Yeah. But we would agree on a time that was agreeable between the two of us because for Mike, Mike would stay out until 6 a.m. talking until the sun comes up. And I'm like, I want to be at bed at 10. So we would say, we're going to be home no later than 1 a.m. And we would agree beforehand. And then we would both uphold our end of the deal. And that uh, really helped both of us. And because then it made me feel like you cared about what I wanted and you cared about how I felt and what was taking care of me. And that also helps with uh, sexual attraction. So speaking of that, Uh you know, when were you ever in a sexual rut that you felt like? And what did you do to get yourself out of it? Or what did we do? Turning the question around. Yeah. (laughs) Um, By the way, Mike's taking over as host now. So welcome to the Mike Hankey podcast. Well, Mike has an excellent radio voice. (laughs) Do you guys agree? Send me a message. (laughs) Shoot me a DM. Tell me how you feel about my husband's voice because I think it's great. Um, Oh, I didn't, I didn't pre-screen this this one with you. So we're just going to put it out there. Uh Um, Yeah. I had a hard time actually not because it wasn't my actual physical sex drive, but I had a hard time connecting with you sexually when we were going through that phase about, I think it was right at the end of our first year of marriage. Do you remember? Like the week before our anniversary, we'd been like, oh, this first year has been like smooth sailing. And then you were like having a lot of time out and like drinking a good amount. And I was like, on- we just moved downtown, <laughs> moved downtown Nashville. I mean, my friends were like right down the street. Right. Like yeah. optimal party party space was set up for you but I was on like the self-development rocket and trying to like do my morning routines and go to bed early and like be an entrepreneur and like and I'm just ruining it well we just were not driving we're not on the same page and um I felt like all you cared about was partying with your friends and I was trying to like make my life better and you were like just doing the same thing every weekend and we weren't growing together it's true I was 25 by the way guys so yeah yeah that's fair point of Just where I was at. Just for context. I might have been 26. You were so. 20. Well, no. No, you weren't. Because we got married. You were 28 when we got married. Shh, you're not supposed to say that. And I, was, <laughs> and I was 26. So you were almost 29 because we were, it was our first year, our first anniversary. Anyways, just Probably. still. We were growing. I mean, we're growing and changing and we, we still are. 
Um, but during that phase where I didn't feel like we were in alignment and I didn't feel like we were on the same path and like we were, I didn't feel like we wanted the same things. Mm -hmm. And I was having a really hard time being attracted to you yeah. and it, like nothing about your body changed, nothing about my hormones changed. It was literally just like, he doesn't want the same life as me. And it became really scary. And so I emotionally withdrew and I didn't feel as like sexually charged towards you because I felt scared that we were like going in a different direction. And yeah. so that like messed with my ability to like want to initiate sex with you. Yeah. yeah. And she yelled at me. <laughs> Did I actually yell at you that time? I might have. No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a huge yeller. Would, you, would you state for the record that like I don't actually like scream at for you? For the record, Kristen and I, I have only yelled at each other one time since we've been together in seven years. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it was. It was in the parking lot. It's a white trash moment. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are. You are allowed to say that. Um, yeah. Well, and we were literally, Mike was literally like, we are not going to be white trash. Right? He yelled. He's yelling in the parking lot. We're not going to be white trash right now. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, we, we don't typically yell. Mm -mm. That is, but that is also something that we had a conversation about at one point. Remember we early on, we were we like, swear at each other. We, we don't, don't we don't call names. We don't yep. do anything like that. Like we have strong words. Yep. Um, and I was very, I was very serious. Like that conversation oh, yeah. was like, it's very stern. I super love you, but I don't see us being together in three years. If you are still doing what you're doing and I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, like this is not what I signed up for when I agreed to like grow and evolve with you. Yeah. It was hard to hear. Yeah. That made me kind of go back into more of a sexual rut mm -hmm. moment. So she got her off of her chest and, and she I felt better. She felt better and she <laughs> wanted to come sexually charged at me. And then I'm like, well, it's like you, you just shit all over my yeah, bun and I don't, that. I don't really want you, you right now. my personality at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, but you know, yeah. again, I had to work, there was things I had to work through and it was yeah. time, right? I was probably out excessively and and then I worked through all that stuff and I had to, I had to switch gears in my head about how I wanted to grow in my life yeah. and, you know, things that we wanted to conquer and, and do. But we do, but we do that for each other too. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, I'm always, I, I do not always have a righteous cause. Like I, again, like I have, um, definitely a tendency towards selfishness and just depending part of it's my personality i'm like a solid i am squarely on the healthy end of the narcissism scale if you guys are not familiar with the codependent versus narcissism scale um there is a healthy range and then there is an unhealthy range as with everything and i am i'm squarely on it and so that's something that i'm aware of that helps me you know tailor how i should um focus my growth and my evolution uh and and mike has over the years had to come in and be like, Hey, listen, you know, like you're being exceptionally selfish and that doesn't work really well in a partnership. And it, it never feels great. Like that doesn't oh. feel good to hear. Um, but we all, we all have to, especially yeah. if you're going to keep, no one likes to hear the problems about themselves. Like no. nobody likes to hear that they're potentially an alcoholic and goes out with their friends till six right. in the morning every night. <laughs> Not every night. But. Right. But then that's kind of, but when you're in a partnership like that is committed to growth and evolution together, yeah. like that's kind of, that's your job. Yeah, like you it's kind to. of your job to reflect back those things that nobody else would say to you. Yeah. Like there's plenty of shit that it's none important. of my friends would actually say to me that it, you yeah. say to me. I've seen one of my friends were going to tell me, they're out, they're the ones out with they're me. They're with you. And you're, <laughs> yeah, and your friends are they're doing benefiting. things with you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're, that's why we're here to yeah. rope each other in. Um, but 
so these are all, you know, that's a roundabout way of saying like, there are so many things that can contribute Mm -hmm. to sexual ruts. They can, they can be physical, they can be stress related. Um, you, you girls know how much I am obsessed with hormones. So like there will be multiple episodes and conversations where I have people speaking to the different hormonal reasons and physical reasons why um, sex drive takes a dive. Like I am really passionate about you guys understanding the science behind that, but just from a partnership standpoint and the person who was asking me the question is in a partnership with someone and it's, you know, been two years, which is a super normal time, by the way, oh, yeah. I would say that's a really common time for things it's, to take a dive. It's the time for, you know, the, yeah. The you time leave the honeymoon change. phase, yeah. quote unquote, you know, and, yeah. and you're, you've now been sexing the same person for two years, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. that's a normal time to be it's like, like, okay. Hmm, all right. Well, yeah. So how do you, how did we do things to mix it up? Like, what did we do to like, so Minus the stress and all like the yeah. mental little things and all the other things like we talked about. Practical things we did when we, we got bored. Yeah, when we started getting, yeah, not, I mean, we're still having yeah. sex, yeah. let's just say, but we but we were getting bored and it yeah. was fun. It's just not super exciting. What did we do? Um, well, I, I remember specifically one thing that I did was ask you. And this this is a this is a good tip for you guys. If you have something slightly uncomfortable that you want to address with your partner, you should definitely like save it for a road trip when you're both trapped in the car for like hours mm. and hours. <laughs> yeah, can't go anywhere. Stuck. <laughs> um, but you're side to side, and, he, and somebody. By can the look way, at I'm going to tell you all the things Listen. you do poor in life. Aww, Here we go. <laughs> no, that, I mean that that has happened, and maybe that is not ideal. I do want you to get into that, so we'll we'll come back to that in just a second. Don't let me forget. Um, but no, I remember being on a road trip with you somewhere and I asked you because I had, I had not up until this time asked you, we were probably, you know, two years into dating maybe. Mm-hmm. And I asked you if you had any fantasies that we had never talked about. Ludicrous baby. What's your fantasy? <laughs> What's your fantasy? <laughs> um, so, and I, I just asked you straight up. I was like, Hey, like, do you have any like sexual fantasies? Like we've never actually talked about that because for the first year and a half, we just kind of ran on, you know red hot blood just like wanted to do it all the time that was great and then it was like all right like the same positions have been visited multiple times you know how far my leg can go back over my head like these are all they're not impressive anymore so like you know I just asked Mm -hmm. you what your fantasies were and you shared one specifically with me do you Mm -hmm. care if we say what it was I don't even remember the one oh okay you wanted to be tied up oh yeah you wanted to be tied up do you remember that one Yeah. yeah And you're like, yeah, I've never been, I've never been restrained. I would like to be tied up. And I was like, oh yeah. I bought a rope from Home Depot. I did. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, oh gosh. This is, that, that reminds me of something else that didn't go as well. So there were two. No. Yeah. We don't, do you want to talk about that one? I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm down to put it all out there for them because I want them to feel. I think I know what you're talking about, right? The one about the, the underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a valiant effort. It was. Okay. So first, let's talk about the one that went well. So yeah. the one that went well, I did. He said he wanted yeah, to be tied to up. Hotel. Yeah, I did. I like, it was your birthday. So mm-hmm. that was, that was good timing. Yeah. But I did, I went to Home Depot. I bought, um, I bought rope, like a good length of, of rope. It was soft though. I like, I went through and felt them all to make yeah. sure it wasn't going to like tear you up or whatever. I'm sure the person at the counter knew exactly what it was for. Um, because that was the only thing that I got. <laughs> just got a big length of rope in the middle of the day and got a horse. Uh, yeah <laughs> and um i think i blindfolded you too didn't i did i blindfold uh, you or no i think so was that a different time because uh, i've done that too 
but that was more for me because I wanted I wanted to be there. yeah I don't remember I don't know anyway it was our first foray into like kink of any kind together yeah other than like expert um what's the word I'm trying to say exhibitionism mm-hmm. um which is my thing that's not mike's yeah. thing by the way mike's always like no i i always get caught i showed the story about how we got caught in the oh. um, in the apartment oh on the last gosh. episode yeah. with it's, uh, it's not that i don't like it guys it's let's that put you're, this un- out you're unlucky open, right? <laughs> i'm just unlucky so i i'm always like let's, let's do it let's, let's talk look. about it right okay. so i'm always yeah. down and again things that you can do to this all goes back to the red thing right so talk about these things right. and how can you you know experiment and maybe have sex in places my answer is always things. go to the bathroom but so the bathroom actually always because you can us. lock that door yeah. so that one's okay so you know i've gotten caught in a bathroom yeah i've gotten caught with you in a car yeah by yeah. the police by the po- <laughs> i <laughs> You know, then we tried again in one of the rooms that was an open uh, was apartment an open room apartment. that no one lived in yet. No it was doors open, yeah. got caught there. Yep. So it's that not that I don't like record. it. Yeah, that was on my permanent record. <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. It's I have terrible luck. Right. Right. So I always seem to get caught. Right. Unfortunately, that trans. Put a damper uh, on it a little yeah, bit. Well, it just that goes and affects you because you're right. with me. So. Right. <laughs> it's okay. Then. I apologize. There's other stuff. No worries. I love you. Um, so anyway, the the rope paid off handsomely. It did. That one worked well. Um, I, I think you should you should share. No, it's your, fine. I want to hear from your perspective of what went wrong. How it went bad. Okay, so the other fantasy he had. Um, you like you I very like clothes on. You like clothes on. Yeah, you like having weird. sex what around. Thing? No, it's. I don't think it's weird. I think it's that like dirty kind of like we're having sex really fast like a it's the, it's almost like exhibitionism because it's know. like about being caught yeah. you know it's like let's have sex really fast like around the clothes like a passionate like move them out of the way mm-hmm. or rip things Just get into it. you're like really into ripping yep. pants and stuff like you're super remember that pair of slacks that i had that you were like slacks. yeah those black oh. slacks and i was like you can't rip these those are my actual, yeah, work, are my pants. actual work pants yeah um so one of his fantasies involved coming home and going like going into the bathroom and like me being in the shower in like a sexy pair of like full ass panties because that's another thing you're like into full ass panties he's not into thongs doesn't really care about lingerie that much i'm not a huge lingerie guy oh some thongs are nice but yeah i have a lot of thongs though you never comment on them let's go back and see that button okay so what can i say (laughs) i want to tell you yeah. Okay. Well, so, so that's something that baffled me, but I was like, whatever I can, I can do this. I can do like, like boy shorts, cheeky, you know, whatever, like granny panties is what I was. I was just like, I don't get it. Cause I thongs are sexy. That's what you're taught. Like you get to 15 and you're like, Oh, I'm going to be a grown up now. Like I wear thongs. I don't wear panties anymore. Those are for little girls. Um, but full ass panties is a thing. A specific type. Remember now. It is a specific <laughs> type. What is the specific type? We just say like what the type it's, is. We, It's like, just like a pair of like full ass underwear. Not, not boy shorts. Not boy shorts. Not, not like not, not like granny panties. Not like, but it's like. I think they would be referred to as bikini cut underwear. Yeah, they're just bikini cut underwear. I don't know how they're, you know, appropriate yeah. Now when you have a big underwear. booty like I do, they ride up plenty. So, so it's not like it covers a- that much, but <laughs> okay. Anyways. <clears throat> so just, we're just like, if you guys are like, we're taking notes and want to know what kind of underwear. I think yeah. they're like cotton bikini cut underwear i don't know but they were specifically white because in in the fantasy they're translucent in the shower in this scenario yes so when i walk so he okay so he dictates all of this to me and i'm doing my best because 
we, you know, again, he's like philosophy and he's, did, we didn't get really specific. I didn't ask a nope. lot of follow-up questions, nope. which I should have, um, did not ask follow-up questions. So <laughs> I go out and I, because I only own thongs or go commando, I go out and I purchase like a three pack of boy shorts because they, they have full coverage. And they said that on the package, it was like full coverage. And I was like, that must be it. So I got boy shorts and there was like gray, black, and white. So I pull them out. Um, I put them on, <laughs> I get the white ones and they're very comfortable. I will say that they're very comfortable, but they were a lot of fabric. And I was like, okay, like he said, this is what he likes, but like, this is a lot of fabric. Like I feel kind of like I'm wearing shorts a little bit. Like I feel like I'm wearing boxers. Like they were a little oversized too, just based on, I don't know. I was like in a hurry and I grabbed the wrong size, but I'm like, whatever, if this is what he wants. You know, then we're going to give him what he wants. So I jump into the shower in these underwear and I'm standing in the shower and <laughs> the water, the water just like, it made everything much worse and they became droopy drawers at that point. <laughs> so they weren't tight. The point no. is you weren't tight, right? Um, I so, then Mike, um, so then Mike walks in, you can take over. Yeah. And I just see her in the shower topless with these like soaking wet, droopy, like not translucent, like full cotton, like shorts, shorts on. They looked like I had on boxers, basically. <laughs> what are you doing? You laughed at me. Because <laughs> well, I didn't know what you were doing. You like straight up laughed at me. And then you, uh, you explained yourself. I was like, yeah. And I loved you. I was so embarrassed so for it. though. I was so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, she I was, was like, red -faced. this did not go. Did she, I think she laughed. I don't think you, you wanted to hang out with me. I don't think Well, like you went oh, we did, your own We area. did not have sex. Yeah. yeah. I got out and changed. I was like, well, this moment is over. Yep. Um, I felt humiliated, but <laughs> it was very funny. Later. But it was the effort, the effort she I put did in try. Yeah. was, you know, super kind. And then you wanted to have sex and with then me. I, yeah, because, yeah, because <laughs> you tried, like you're trying to hit my thing. So, yeah. So, so that's another really valid point is that you don't have to be successful all the time. And I will tell you, um, again, we touch on this often porn culture kind of yeah. like beat it into us that we have to like, look, there are certain things you have to do to be sexy. Um, and that's not true. And a lot of times those do not work out in a practical setting. Um, like yeah. stripping when you've had cocktails does for me, doesn't work for Mike. It works fine. He is an expert at that. I, on the other hand, end up tripping on my own underwear or especially the times I've tried to use like keep high heels on or whatever. Like it just, it never played out really well. Yeah. Um, so kind of like, defining what your own, like what you, you guys are into and not copying things that you've seen just for the sake of copying, like yep. making sure that you're doing things that now if somebody actually finds that sexy, sure. Like you can make an effort, like work on it. But I think what, you know, Mike is saying and what I totally agree with is that the thought behind it and the effort really does count as much mm -hmm. as, as the thing itself. Exactly. So even though that was not successful in the moment, it did pay out in dividends later because yeah. he felt very loving towards well, me after that. <laughs> I felt like she was listening to me. Yeah. And she was trying. So, um, okay. So this is a good question that I want to ask you before we get into, um, our current sex life involving me being nine months pregnant, okay. which we're going to visit real quick, just so that they can hear from you because I've definitely complained about, um, you know, not feeling desirable and like struggling with the fact that maybe you don't find me as attractive since I am like blown up sure. and I have a child moving and stuff while we're trying to have sex. So we're going to touch on that in a second. But the last question I want to ask you before we get there is <clears throat> because I, I talk with them so 
openly and so often about communication, communicating with your partner. Uh, I have shared what I have learned about the compliment sandwich, you know, as far as like making sure that you're focusing on the positive things that your partner is doing before bringing up um, adjustments that might be needed and, and all of that. Yep. Can you share with them very openly, I'm opening myself up to this, um, about some things that maybe some things that I have done or ways in which I have shared information with you that were not effective, that had the opposite mm. um, impact on you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, we didn't have the compliment sandwich. No. Um, after the fact, right? Um, so ways that you did not do a good job mm -hmm. were in the moment, yeah. right? We're getting it now. I understand if it's painful, right? Or something's not working or it feels miserable. Yes. Obviously you have to tell your partner, but there were things that maybe I would try to do that were a little, uh, maybe just adventurous, know, adventurous just you know, maybe getting a little out there and doing some weird things and, you know, she just shut them down real fast. Do you like that? No I one, do not. Yeah. Hate and that. So <laughs> as my, as my little nephew would say, I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't love this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's hard on the ego. Yeah, in the moment, it just hurts, right? And then you're just like, well, I don't really. I'm trying. It's here. Hard I'm to giving, keep going. I'm giving you my that. best, right? Yeah. I'm giving you 110 percent here, and you shut me down. Yeah. So probably not the best time to yeah. do it, unless it's again hurting you right. in some way. Mm -hmm. But just you know, kind of suck it up. Let let. <laughs> yeah. Let get, the guy do his thing. Yeah, get you know, through the moment. Get, to, get through the moment. Okay, then. so here, here's a question um, for you that would be beneficial <clears throat> for them. So that's happening. We don't want to shut you down um, hard, but we, but it also like if you're like doing this thing and you're feeling really good, I think that there have been tendencies. Um, there's a performance right that we're all kind of working on. So sure. it's like, how do you? how do you like get through that moment where you get to the point where you can tell somebody that you didn't really enjoy that without lying or like faking like you're enjoying it, you know, cause it's like mm. the flow of things. Cause I think if I'm like, Oh yeah, everything is great. That's good. That's good. And then it's not good. And then I go silent. You also know that it's True. not that great. It, does that feel like a shutdown in the same way? No, I think body language is kind of key. I think I, you can pick up on body yeah. language. You have to just come bluntly so it's and say something. So it's okay yeah. to be like, that's not really doing it for me. Can we try something else? Or I think just your body will tell me. Okay. Right? Just the way you, yeah. your, your voice, yeah. your, um, the way you're, if you moving. tense up, you're moving, the way things are going, I think yeah. that's a clear sign yeah. that I've picked up on now that I've known you and we've done this many, many, many times. Right. I know if something's working or not working at this point. Right. But in the beginning, you might so you hard. can let you can let it fall <clears throat> flat without yeah. being like verbally like, "Hey, that sucks. Don't yeah. do and that." It goes both ways too. I mean, I think you've, oh, for you, oh, know, sure. you take a, if I said something, you take a little bit of offense to it in the moment as well. Well, I think for me, yeah, you you, you just stop responding. You definitely stop responding yeah. in, in general. Yeah, <laughs> you just stop responding. Well, and I'll just be like working really hard and then I'll, I will stop and be like, is this going to do it or not? Because yeah. I'm wearing out. Like, is this a thing? Like I will keep going if this is a thing, but if it's not, I'm going to stop. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's not going to do it for me. And I'm like, cool, let's try something else. Yep. Okay. So, so I mean, you guys. Be, be open when you can, but also do it in an appropriate way. Right. You know? Don't just shut it down. You know, it kind of hurts someone's feelings a little bit. Yeah. And then that, and yeah. that makes it hard to finish out a session. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Makes you feel self, self-conscious. A little bit. You know, yeah. brain a little Embarrassed. bit. Embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then do the compliment sandwich later. Right. 
And, that, and that's want, essentially. You with the oh, I did. Okay. I have, but I was just. Yeah. I wanted you to share from the inside, like why yeah. that became a thing. By the way, I loved when you when you did this. This blew that my was mind. Amazing. But then this little wasn't thing you a tried. big fan around this area. Yeah. But then the end was great it's when you awesome. did this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I always <clears> recommend <throat> doing it over coffee and pastries if possible. And that works in all areas of life, friends. So you can use that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it does. It's like, I really loved how you handled mm-hmm. blah, blah. It made me yeah. super hot for you. And then when you yelled at the dog that way and did this, I didn't love that. <laughs> and then that. Um, when you picked up all organic groceries, I got really turned on. Yep. <laughs> so we got to hit the pregnancy. Yeah, let's hit pregnancy and then we'll wrap it up. So obviously, as he mentioned, um, you know, one of the biggest contributors to ruts in a long-term partnership or partnerships of any kind are big life transitions and stress and, and, and hormones and, and nothing and hits consistency too sometimes, right? You yeah. The same thing over and over and over yeah. again. And, just... and nothing hits all of those points quite like pregnancy, yeah. um, in our experience. Yep. So maybe we went about it wrong, but just for our experience. Yeah. And we're open totally to, uh, Gives to some... feedback. Yeah. Absolutely. So like you guys, if you have been through this, like so if you've gone through, throat, not oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> don't do it on the radio. Um, for you guys who have gone through pregnancy with a partner and navigated sex and intimacy during the pregnancy, I would love to hear mm-hmm. how you survived this time. Um, and, and what it looked like from one trimester to the next, because I can say in the first trimester, it was definitely more, um, and we'll, we'll do his and hers. So first trimester was definitely harder for me mentally um, because I didn't look, especially to people on the outside, I didn't look that much different. My body, you know, hadn't changed dramatically yet, but I felt incredibly different. Yeah, you were, well, I mean. I felt sick. I felt bloated. I felt like an alien was taking taking over my body. But like from your perspective, I didn't look any different yet. No, that was the hardest part from a male's perspective. Yeah. Was that she wasn't, her sex drive was, I would say, way lower than it's ever been. Yeah. That was like um, the, the, the biggest plummet I've ever you, had. Yeah, but your body wasn't physically changing yeah. all that much. So you so still wanted tough. it. Yeah, and was I tough. was like, I, like eh. yeah, that was weird. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you, you, were, you were a champ about it. but Yeah, we did it. But I also, yeah. t- I think I told you, I was like, I am having a really hard time wanting it because of everything that's going on with my body. And I'm going to need you to initiate more than is fair. Like, you know, like it's not fair for Mm -hmm. one partner to have to do all the work to get things going. But I was like, I'm going to need that from you. But you told me. Yeah. Yeah. And and you did a great job and you showed up and you did that. I super appreciate that. So then the second trimester. So then the second trimester came. Body starts changing. I start feeling better. You feel better. My sex drive kind of comes back. Yeah. And I'm like wanting to get it on. But my, mm-hmm. I, but I'm changing. I have like a stomach now, and yep. I've gained weight, and my it's boobs probably, are bigger, and every, I mean, everything is different. Like yep. my body is different than it's ever been, and all the time you've known me. Yep. And how did, like, how did that in, impact you? It, for, it impacted me a little bit. Like her body's yeah. changing, right? So I, you know, mentally I'm trying to adjust to the new and improved Kristen. Yeah, <laughs> you're very sweet. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit of an adjustment. And then, you know, things start changing sexually at that point as well, because, you know, the belly is a little bit bigger, Mm -hmm. positions don't feel the same, you know, you don't like the same things. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you kind of have to move into more of a traditional, 
um, routine, yeah. unfortunately. It's I like the like. same two things or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because In the second trimester, we still had some options. We, we still did. had more mm-hmm. movement and play around. But yeah. But yeah, so my mentally, I don't know. It was a little bit of an adjustment for me. I am going to put you on the spot a little bit because that's what I do to pretty much everybody <laughs> that's on the show. Least. So I, I can't spare you. I'm sorry. So, I love you though. <laughs> and we've, and we've talked through else. this, so we're all good. Um, was your like, when the, when you kind of felt like, okay, this is like different. Was it specifically like, if you could describe it, was it more around my body? Just like getting bigger and softer and looking different? Or was it the knowledge of the baby being in there that was weird? Or was it both? I think it was a combination of both. Yeah. You know, um, we've talked about it. Something yeah. that's not, no, but you can be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think your body changing was kind of, uh, like, oof, yeah. you know, blow to me. I, I expected it, but you don't know yeah. until it starts to happen. Right. I'm like, well, she doesn't look like, like the, the same woman I've that I am married and years. I've yeah. been having sex with for the last four years. Yeah. Um, that's not fair. Right. But I'm, I mean, from a male, I don't know, maybe other males have felt that way when their wives get pregnant, but that's kind of what went through my mind at first. Um, and then also, yeah, like you have a little human being inside of you. So yeah. it just feels kind of strange <laughs> yeah. in my mind to be prodding something, yeah. you know, in an area where, you know, eventually, I mean, I clearly, I mean, there's no effect to the baby, but mentally it's still a little right. Weird. Yeah. And especially for me, because you know, <laughs> Stop. they can't see you. Um, we won't, we won't get into that in this episode. We'll do that later. Um, so then, and that's, I, and I've totally already, the episodes haven't come out yet, but yeah. I've already thrown you under the bus which, about oh, that. Geez, I mean, not, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what I told everybody else, which is that it is, while it's really hard, like this has been, and I've told you, I've told you and cried about it and all the different things. Yeah. Like I've told you how hard it is on me because I can understand from a logical standpoint, yes. like why that's completely normal for you to have that reaction to yep. me and to my body, but it still hurts my feelings. Of course. Um, and it's also incredibly normal. Like there's two poles and that's mm-hmm. how I describe it. Anytime I have brought this up, yeah. like there is that handful of guys that are like, that's my woman. That's my baby. It's very like primal. And they're yeah. like super into like the pregnant they body and all the stuff. They're yeah. real down with I'm it. I'm not into pregnant bodies. No. Like, and they're, and they're, that's the other camp. And yeah. I'm like, sadly for me, yeah. my husband is so in I, that camp. Which I, is, I apologize. I still love no, you. No, I know you do. No, I know. And I, and I brag on you about how, despite the fact that that portion is, you know, that's, that's the case for you. You have done an exceptional job and I will acknowledge you in front of everybody. You've done an exceptional job with maintaining the intimacy portion of our relationship. I do not feel less loved or cared for. Um, but as I put it so ineloquently, I just, I want you to want to fuck me. And that part kind of went away and that hurts my feelings. This was probably, I would say pregnancy the last three Mm -hmm. months has been the biggest rut we've ever experienced. Which and we're trying to work our way out of which it. is normal, you yeah. know. We're trying um, to figure it out. So we've gotten better and yeah. we've gotten worse, and we've gotten better and we've gotten worse. Well, and I think part of that had to do with we just had to accept that and, and this is gonna be an ongoing process because you guys like we still don't know oh, yeah. what's on the other side. Like the baby comes out, out and things don't just go back to normal. No. You know, it took nine months to get here. It's yeah. gonna take a while to heal and recover and relearn bodies and schedules and how to have sex when you are not sleeping and like all of these different things we have a baby and you know there's all these things that are happening and so we still like we have so much to navigate on the other side of this but i think we'll be around around to post baby 
yeah. how to deal with this. We, we definitely will have another conversation um, once we've gotten into it a little bit and talk about how we're surviving. Uh, yep. Because as we learn, we want to share with you guys so that if anybody hasn't done this before, hopefully we can offer you some solace and explain to you, um, make you feel a little less alone and like this is a little bit more normal. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I think that one thing that we have done, and this is the theme of the entire episode, is that we called it out. Yeah. We talked Talk about, about it, it. Um, explicitly in detail. And, uh, and, and then it was kind of like, hey, like, even though you feel this way, it's like, this is something that is important to our relationship. And so even though um, we can't be crazy with positions and we can't do, you know, there's things we can't yeah. do, but there's things that we can do. And yeah. so we have to prioritize, prioritize doing those. Um, and so we've, we've done different things. I think we, for one, we've accepted that the frequency is much different now. Like we, we mm -hmm. probably, I mean, on, on good weeks, I would say we have sex once a week. Once or twice every week. Yeah. yeah. Um, where it's, you know, basically like every Saturday, you know, it's like Saturday it, morning after coffee. Yeah. We have sex, you know, it's just that kind of thing. It's like, it's been, you know, and, and one of us will normally be like, Hey, yeah. it's been like five ish days. We yeah, should probably, we go. should probably connect. Yeah. Um, because it does for us right now, I think also identifying that the sex is not really about, um, what it formerly was about. Yeah. It's not about stoking that like lusty kind of attraction. It's more like it's a way that I feel connected yeah. to you. And so after yeah. five days of like none of that, mm -hmm. I need it really badly. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm sure we're probably over That's all right. a lot of time okay. here, but you, <laughs> you guys have a very busy schedule. Uh, international <laughs> businessman with international business trips. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you talked about talking about a lot yeah. of these topics for the theme. Yeah. Talk, let's talk about how sometimes we talk about it too much. Oh yeah. I have told on myself about that. Um, okay. at least once where, but, but definitely. So share from your perspective, being married to someone like me who is exceptionally passionate about mm -hmm. sex and sexuality. I educate myself on it all mm -hmm. the time. I listen to podcasts. I listen to lectures. I, I mean like this is, this that. is my work. Like yeah. I am constantly thinking about it. Yeah. Um, how has that been not sexy for you sometimes? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you just want to have, have sex. You don't want to talk about sex all the time. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about the frequency of how much we have sex and the way we have sex and where we have sex and the benefits of it and anything else things you can come should up be with, doing, should be doing, should shouldn't be doing. doing, anything you can come up with, we're, we'd be talking about it. And I'm like, I finally was just like, you know what? Yeah. I don't really want to talk about sex this much and how often we should be doing it and how and when and what's good i just want to do it yeah and when it when, when it happens so that, that was my yeah so well that was actually um part of a rut that i contributed to that i didn't realize i was we weren't having sex as much at this point and i asked him what was going on because i felt like i was doing a great job of like staying on top of like new things and introducing like fun stuff and yeah. all these things and Ooh, he, we, we did. Yeah. That'll have to be a different episode. Yeah. Um, but he literally looked at me and was like, you do a great job of introducing new things. He's like, sometimes though, he's like, you remember when we first got together and we never had any conversations about like when we were going to have sex and how we were going to have <laughs> sex. Like I just came into the room and on Tuesday, I, I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted you. And you knew that I wanted you. And we like went did. at it. It just happened. Yeah. 
he's like, I sometimes feel like you make, you make sex very clinical and I feel like I'm being analyzed all the time. And that is not sexy. Not good. Not sexy and so one of the ways that we broke a rut, is like the opposite of what a lot of people will tell you. Literally, we stopped talking about it. Like, I think it was a month or something. We didn't set like a specific time, but you were like, for for a while. For that, yeah, for that. For a month or, yeah. or more. You were like, let's just stop talking about it. Like, the rule is if you want to have sex with me, if I come in and you're, you're, or you're sitting there and you want to have sex with me, just initiate just sex. Don't talk about it. Don't yeah. put it on the calendar. Just get it. Just get it. Yeah. And I will do the same thing. And it comes in waves. It right? does. And obviously, the theme of this whole topic and conversation has been a lot of talking about it's cyclical right though. things that you need but there's you can over analyze and over discuss as you well <laughs> but now you know i'll be at work sometimes and you know i'll get like a little a pop-up on my calendar that's like you know sexy time at 8 p.m yeah because it's we're just in a high stress because it's been six days yeah. and it's just i been, need it's to been connect a little with bit of chaos right now between yeah. baby and pregnancy and new job and work and everything so it's sometimes you do have to mm-hmm. talk about it and prioritize and actually get it out there and in that but case you don't, yeah in that case me putting it on the calendar is an easy way for for me to let him know that i have reached the point where i want to connect with him in that way without like having a full-blown conversation about it so it's usually like, i'm there too yeah. i'm just like oh shit it's then on the radar yeah. you know and then you come home and you're like all right let's make this happen yeah. so we don't watch as many episodes of tv that night we go to bed early so that i have energy so basically there's, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of ways you can get out of ruts and ruts happen for lots and lots of reasons. And they don't mean that anything is wrong with you or wrong with your relationship. It just means that you're probably going through a transition that is going to require um, honesty and communication and a willingness to show up and do something a little bit differently. Yeah, you just gotta be open. Yeah. Right? Talk about it. What, what gets you going? If you're in a rut, maybe it's because yeah. Maybe you do need to introduce something maybe new introduce and that's something. cool. And yeah. you have to be, you got to make space to yeah. share that yeah. and to, as the partner hearing the person who's asking for something different, like not taking it personally mm-hmm. and not making it mean that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. It's just that that person wants to try something different. And especially when you're in a partnership, that's going to be really important because you're having sex with the same person for the rest of your life. Yes, like, your especially life. if you're practicing, you know, a monogamous partnership <clears throat> It is, you know, you have to find ways to shake it up together and that it, and it's nobody's business how you do that. Yeah. Don't so talk, don't talk about it with anybody. Yeah. Between you two. We don't have to, everybody doesn't need to go on a podcast yeah. and talk about <laughs> what Unfortunately, they do. I live with someone that <laughs> likes to do this kind of stuff and I don't care. So. Well, I'm so grateful. I wouldn't be able to do this work the way that I do it if you weren't willing to be a team player and yeah. just like come on and lay all the things out. So I love you and I'm really grateful for you. And I'm really grateful for this like open line of communication that we have established over the years. Oh. Appreciate you. I love you too. You're so sweet. Oh, you're handsome. Mm. Hey. Thank you so much for hanging in there and listening with an open and curious heart. I hope this conversation has inspired, educated, and entertained you, or at the very least, shaken things up in a productive way. Ann Voskamp says that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. So please share, rate, and review. Sending you love and dark chocolate. Talk soon. <laughs>